Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Do you feel like you keep dating people who won't commit and you've struggled in your dating life? You've gone through all these breakups, or maybe you've even struggled to consistently date and stay in the dating game. And you are actually the one who struggles to commit and let your walls down. I know how exhausting this can be when you have this desire on your heart that you really want that partner, that best friend, that person to build a life with, and yet your dating life is just going nowhere and you can't seem to find a person to build a healthy relationship with. I just know how frustrating that is. And I was able to take everything I know from clinical psychology and attachment theory research and NLP belief work and build a program that can help you no matter what your past has been, even if you've never had a healthy relationship before in your life, this program will help you become the securely attached, healthy, high self-worth version of you who effortlessly attracts that partner that you've always wanted. So spots are really limited. We can only take a small amount of people every month. And I want to invite you to not wait on your healing. Love is for those who are willing to be brave and do the work And you are so deserving of removing the barriers to everything you desire. So I just want to invite you, apply to the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. You get coaching with me and you will be able to embody that version of you that you deserve. And spots, once again, are super limited. So make sure you apply. You can find the link in my Instagram bio. My Instagram handles Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link will also be in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to embody that healthy, securely attached version of you. You are so worthy of it. Welcome everyone to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. We have a very special guest, a friend of mine. Miss Ashley Capri. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy and so grateful to be here, Dr. Morgan. Oh, I'm so excited. Ashley and I were just talking about how I've actually known her since May of 2020. Ooh. And can you believe that? That's I, I can't like three years. And what's funny is yeah. we've known each other this amount of time and both are podcasters. So Dr. Morgan has been on my podcast three times. And then we just met though, for the first time a few months ago. 
I know. And you are one of those people where I felt like I had known you for forever and like Uh that we had already met in person. And then it was such a special treat to actually get to sit down with you and hang out in person. So actually you're, you're just such a bright light. And I'm so glad that you're here today to talk to my audience. And I think sharing parts of your story, and then obviously some wisdom that that you have, I know people are going to love it. So I want to just do a brief intro because you all don't know Ashley like I I do. So so let me intro her to you. Um, Ashley Caprice is a certified relationship coach, host of Go Girl podcast and author of the Go Girl Guidebook, a woman's interactive guide to self-love. She's on a mission to help women have a healthier relationship with themselves and others. Ashley hit rock bottom after escaping an emotionally abusive relationship, getting laid off from work and moving back home with her parents all within the same month. Since then, she has unlearned toxic relationship patterns and learned healthy relationship behaviors and now wants to help you do the same through tools focused on self-love, self-care and self-discovery. She's determined to help you find yourself again after losing yourself in unhealthy love. Such an amazing intro, girl. You've been up to a lot. (laughs) Oh, tell me about it. (laughs) Especially with the relationships, right? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I, I love your story. You know, I relate to it. And, um, I do just want to encourage anyone that if you haven't checked out Ashley's podcast, make sure you go listen to Go Girl podcast because thank you. you you do such a good job of having experts on and, and also sharing your story and real actionable tips and things that people can do. Because yeah. I know you and I have that in common. If you want people to be able to actually apply things, right? Exactly. Have some takeaways when it comes to these podcasts and really like share our experience, but also let other people know it's possible for you too. And here's the way to get there. Yes. Yeah. And I I had such a fun time on your show and I know we got really deep and we were talking so much about attachment theory hmm. in my interviews on your show. And I, I want to just hear from you. Can you tell us about your journey and maybe even about learning about attachment styles and relationship beliefs and just how yeah. all that has led you to this amazing place that you're at currently that I'll let you share. Uh, but yeah, just tell us about your journey. Thank you. Um, well, first, I want to say thank you, Dr. Morgan. I've been following you on social media for years on your pages. And I'm wondering if that's the first time that I was introduced to attachment styles. I started seeing it more online and I started exploring that conversation and that topic and wanting to dig deeper and with Google search and all of that. And I had you on my podcast, like I said, three times to discuss this because it was such new information to me. When I first took your quiz, I remember being disorganized. I was like 50% avoidant, 50% um, anxious. And then about a year ago, I took it and I was much more secure. And so I've always been interested in relationships and studying relationships and always knew there was something better. I've been in previous relationships where I would be in the relationship thinking, is this as good as it's going to get? I think it could get better. Am am I going to deal with this forever? Right? Like having those questions. And it wasn't until I did the work on myself 
and became more secure and really studied relationships a little more, tapped in. I'm, I'm, I mean, I was even watching TV shows where they would have a therapist or a relationship coach talking to the people on the, the, the show and giving them advice just so I could have some free therapy about relationships. Like I was really interested in it. And so really reflecting and tapping into my own journey and really studying my own patterns. And, you know, you got to realize it's not always the other person. There takes two people to be in a relationship. I'm like, okay, what is my, what is my role in this relationship? How did I not show up? How did I show up? How did I maybe show up a little bit too much? Cause maybe I was leaning into that anxious and I'm giving too much, right? How was I pulling back and maybe being avoidant? Maybe it was when I didn't want to share my feelings, right? Let's get vulnerable. I had to learn to get vulnerable. I had to learn to get open. And then that helped me become more secure. And now I'm in a healthy, secure, attached relationship. And we're engaged <laughs> two years. <laughs> we dated two years and here we are engaged. And I, I, so I do want to thank you, but it's been a journey of myself and finding myself first and getting healthy and secure myself to even attract the love that I have now. I love it so much. You you know, I, I'm just so happy for you. And um, what I love about your journey is your curiosity hmm. and your your willingness to take ownership and really look at yourself. I think those are some of the key ingredients for people, right? Who yeah. really want to heal. Can you be so curious about why you're doing what you're doing? Yeah. Maybe why you're attracted to the kinds of people you're attracted to. And then yes. it's this this ownership piece of your your role in it. Um, one thing I'd love to ask you, I feel like since we're friends, I can just ask you anything. So come on, lady girl. So be prepared. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Am I prepared? Let's see. <laughs> one thing I'm super curious about with everybody that I get to talk to and help in some way um, is just what were some of your old beliefs? about relationships. So before doing some of this healing work, do you remember some of your old beliefs about relationships and dating? Well, let me see. Um, So this is a tricky question because I feel like a part of me like always knew better. (laughs) And I always was aware of like my true self and true desires and felt like it was possible. So I never had a belief like, oh, um, like in every person cheats or um, I'm going to get in a relationship. I'm never going to be able to speak up or um, I believe in the the push and pull. And I believe that when someone is pulling away from me, that means I should try harder or that they really want me to try harder or chase them or that that means that they love me more. You know, I never had those toxic I never had those toxic beliefs but that's what I kept falling into and maybe it is because of um childhood like I didn't see the healthiest examples of a relationship um you know tv we see so much tv where people are romanticizing like the chase or with people getting back in relationships that look unhealthy and toxic I even have something on my tiktok now every thursday throwback Toxic Throwback Thursday, where I'm sharing a song because I love music 
that was toxic that we would listen to and we're like bumping the song and like, hey, this is my jam. And we're like, as a grown woman now, I'm like, this was toxic as hell, right? Like, why? Oh my gosh. I is love that a- it. <laughs> like Ashanti Foolish. Like, oh my gosh, my days are cold without you, but I'm lonely while I'm with you, but I'm hurting while I'm with you. I want you. Like, girl, why do you want him? <laughs> Leave it alone. So, you know, it's yeah. Just, yeah, it's like toxic music. It's yeah, toxic TV, seeing toxic relationships, even like some friends. And so I just never had the belief that um, like I never had toxic beliefs, though. Like I always knew I could get so, a love that felt good. I always knew like I wanted something healthy. And that's why I stayed single so long. I stayed single for a very long time and was focused on my career because I was not settling for something that just wasn't going to make me feel good. And then when I got to a certain age, of course, you started thinking like, oh my gosh, I need to get in a relationship. So I got in one and it was toxic. <laughs> I got out of that and, you know, in something much better now. But yeah, my beliefs have always been, have always been, I know that there is something good out there for me. Like I never yeah. fell into, into any of the toxic beliefs about relationships. So for you, you think it was more about the models that you had seen and not really seeing the healthy models in practice, which I know is something we want to talk about is what do healthy relationships look like? Yeah. Um, And I think that's so common. Yeah. And you you were talking about music. I always think of Britney Spears. I was born to make you happy. Oh, that's, I don't know the song, but that title is just like, no girl, (laughs) the codependency. She says, I don't know how to live without your love. I was born to make you happy. And I was singing that as a 12 year old girl in my bedroom, belting that out. Yeah. So I'm with you on the culture, the models, they can just have a huge, even unconscious impact on how we go about dating. I will say too, though, shout out to my mom. Um, You know, her and my dad's relationship, it wasn't the healthy, like they're the best of friends now, but it wasn't the healthiest when they were together. Like they're, they're such best friends it's funny like when they bicker and everything is cute but like I commend her for you know things weren't working for her and she left and I think for a long time you know I probably was single because I'm like I don't have to deal with anyone's stuff you know my mama left so I could leave you know and I commend her for that because a lot of women do stay in relationships because of their children um and they were separated by the time I was four years old. So I could feel the energy in the house like, okay, it's probably not the healthiest relationship. You know, I don't remember what was going on, but I just remember feeling that energy and the fact that she was like, okay, I'm going to get up and leave. And she did that. And, you know, she's happy and great and living her best life now. But it's like, I think it's important for women to know, like, it's okay to leave. Um, Your kids would be grateful for it. And again, it doesn't mean it has to be a bad relationship, co-parenting relationship. Like you all could still get along. Like I have a great relationship with my parents, um, but that it could it could alter your child's view of relationships, whether you stay in or whether you stay out. So the choice is yours. But what's the healthiest choice? You know, it's that's such a good point, and I think that we do learn from people when maybe they're in an unhealthy relationship and they're able to leave. And just that's, that's very powerful to see that as a model. So that's, that's good. You saw that early on. And then 
fast forward. So you had gone through this toxic relationship and had your own version of rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I know you became very passionate about self-love and self-care in that process. So talk to the audience about what did you do after that relationship to build yourself back up? Okay. Well, let me say uh, the relationship was, it was like with, he was toxic. It was, if you want to call it a narcissist, that's what it was. Like when someone said, Hey, have you ever looked up what a narcissist is? As soon as I looked it up, I was gone within days. I was like, Oh, this is a cycle. This is never going to end. It was that type of relationship. Um, you know, emotionally abusive and, you know, so in those relationships though, you tend to lose yourself. And, um, I'm all about affirmations before him. I was doing my affirmations, my meditation, doing all that. And I would, toward the end, towards the end of the relationship, get in front of the mirror and say, I am happy with tears streaming down my face because I knew I was lying to myself. And that's when I knew, that's one of the reasons why I knew I needed to get out. But another one is I had morbid thoughts. It came to a point where I'm, I'm like, I'm going to hurt him or I'm going to hurt myself. And I'll be damned if I hurt myself. So I need to get out of here. So I left that relationship. And afterwards, I did a lot a lot of reflecting. I did a lot of journaling. I wrote out a lot. I wrote out things that bothered me in a relationship that I never spoke up about. You know, how I never set the boundary. I didn't even know what a boundary was until I got out of that relationship. I looked up boundaries. Oh, things that make me uncomfortable. Okay. You know, like, and wrote down the things that made me uncomfortable, all the red flags I missed, all the pros and cons. What, how did I, Uh, contribute to this relationship? How did I show up or not show up? I was not speaking up for myself. I was a people pleaser. I was um, like just really overextending myself, you know, can never say no. But also in those type of relationships, when you try to say no, they might go into a rage, right? You just don't know the reaction. It it gets kind of scary. So instead, I was trying to protect myself. So after the relationship, took a lot of a long time. That's another thing I want to stress to women. Like it is okay to be single. It is okay to be alone. Make sure you are still learning and growing during that time. So I did a lot of journaling. I started meditating again, doing my affirmations again till it felt right to me. And now I could gladly say with a big old smile on my face, I am happy. <laughs> you know, I started um, exercising, moving my body, doing some walks and stretching like getting back to me and the things that made me happy and that brought me joy before that relationship, I made sure to do that after getting out of that relationship because you lose yourself so much, you got to find yourself again. The best way is through a lot of self-care. That's self-care. That doesn't mean involve someone else, another relationship into your life. That doesn't mean, you know, you're just going to start partying all the time with your friends and stuff. Self-care, things internally that you need to work on that help you to become better and healthy and whole again. So that's what I did. And I took a few years off from dating and was like, girl, let's focus. And I did. Wow. I hope you have so much gratitude for yourself. And I think you don't even realize how amazing that is that you said you looked at your role in things. Yeah. And you looked at, okay, how, how do I approach the next time differently what needs to be different and just once again back to that curiosity that you had about learning and 
boundaries and obviously led you to attachment styles too. And Mm -hmm. I think, um, what a, what a powerful example of going through something and then learning through it. I always tell people, you've heard me say this probably there's no failure in dating. There's only learning. Yeah. Only lessons. There's only Mm -hmm. lessons. Like I say the same exact thing because it's easy for us to point the finger at someone else and say it was their fault they did this. It's like, no, well, what what did I do in this relationship? And actually, what's funny is with my fiance now, our very, very first conversation, he asked me like, you know, what happened in a previous relationship or why? It was kind of like a, it wasn't why are you single, but kind of like what happened in like the demise of a previous relationship, something like that. And what could I have done better type of thing? Um, and no, it wasn't even what could I have done better. It's just like what happened in the demise. And I was like, you know what? I could have communicated better. And he loved that it was me taking accountability. It wasn't me pointing the fingers at someone else. And he said after that, he just knew I was the one, whatever, Ooh. let him tell the story. <laughs> accountability is hot. Ownership isn't is hot. It, isn't it? And And that's what I'm saying. Like it's two people in a relationship. So it can't be the other person's fault totally, right? So with me, it's like, oh, communication. Oh, I would shut down instead of speaking up. Oh, I would um, just give my all to this person and not have my own interest anymore in everything, right? Like, so I really took accountability and that's something I really teach with Go Girl. That's all what self-love is, is taking accountability for your own life. And I do want to say too, when you are then in a healthy relationship, you know how I couldn't say my affirmations before my I am happy with the previous relationship. My fiance for Christmas bought me a, a affirmation card, like a box of affirmation cards because he knows how important it is for me. So now I'm with someone who's, you know, understanding my lifestyle and encouraging it and pushing me to continue to be better. Right. Instead of someone else who could have laughed at me for speaking to myself in the mirror and saying I'm happy, you know, so girls. Just wait on the right one. They're out there. (laughs) Well, I love, I love your story. And I know you and I have talked uh, about how our partners do support us and in what we do. And that it really, when you have that securely attached base, it's just allowing you to become an even better version of you and connecting more deeply to you instead of losing yourself. It's quite the opposite. You find yourself even more when you're in that securely attached relationship. And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful to continue falling deeper in love with yourself. Notice how I didn't say with someone else, like falling deeper in love with yourself because then you'll show up so much better for everyone else. they'll, They'll experience that love that you feel for yourself. Like people are always like, you're so, you're always glowing. You're so happy. You're so, because I take care of myself first. And then I'm able to just share that love and joy with other people. But if I'm not taking, I I have days, I have days where I'm like, I'm not feeling it today, but I know it might be a lack of self-care. I'm like, okay, so what happened? Oh, I didn't get enough sleep. Oh, I didn't eat well yesterday. Oh, you know, maybe I had too many drinks. Like, you know, it's the lack of self-care. So I always think it comes back to you. The self-care, the self-love starts with your self-care for sure. And I love that we're talking about this in the context of a relationship, because I think a lot of people mistakenly assume that once I get the guy, then I'm going to feel good enough. Then I'm going to love myself. And you Hmm. maybe temporarily 
will let a relationship be the thing that says, Ooh, I'm good enough, but that's never going to last. It's not sustainable. So even in the relationship, you have to continue to show up for you and continue to build that relationship with yourself. So, so, so important. That's so important. Like when women say, oh, he makes me happy. I'm like, "Mm, that's sweet. But like, how are you happy without him? Because if he can make you happy, he can make you mad. He can make you sad. He can make you angry. He has so many, so much control over your emotions. And granted, of course, you're going to have disagreements where then, you know, you're feeling away or whatever. But if overall, like you don't feel happy without that person, you got to do some, some deeper in a right. work and figure out what it's a recipe. Yeah. yeah. It's Cause a then recipe. if they ever leave, what, what's, what's life? What are you going to do? For sure. It makes you codependent. It just makes very. you very vulnerable to codependency. Absolutely. Yeah. And you've heard me say this, that relationships are just a multiplier for mm-hmm. your joy and love. They'll just give you more, but they won't fill the void of self-worth. Like that comes from you. Exactly. So, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley, you had shared with me that there was uh, something that you had written after you and I did an episode together. Can you tell the audience about that? Yeah. So what's funny is, you know, I journal often now, especially after that toxic relationship. I'm always like journaling and getting into my thoughts. And like you mentioned curiosity a couple of times. I think it's important to just ask yourself, well, why did I go through that relationship? Okay. Well, well, why did I think that was okay? Why did I think that was not okay? Like keep going and asking yourself why until you can't ask yourself why anymore. And sometimes it'll go back to childhood. Sometimes it'll go back to a previous relationship experience. Like, why did I react like that? Oh, because I don't know, Tyler in two in eighth grade did, you know? So keep asking yourself why. And so I got to a point where I felt good about relationships, open to love. And I wrote in my journal... After uh, Dr. Morgan, I I know she's always talking about um, like describing pretty much like how you want to feel in relationships. I wrote that. And so I'm not going to read that part because it's personal. It was about me and what I want to feel. Well, I'll read a couple of lines um, about a future partner. And this is actually a month before I met, (laughs) before I met my partner. Goosebumps, goosebumps. I love it. Yeah. So in one part with, with with my partner, I said, um, what did I say? Let me see what part. Oh, I talked about how I'm like skimming it right now. But pretty much I listen and hear him when he speaks. Oops, excuse me. I listen and hear him when he speaks. Um, we're loving with each other. We're respectful toward each other. We get along with each other and each other's families. We travel a lot. We um, we feel good with each other. We're able to communicate without yelling and like very, very detailed about how I want to feel with this person. And then I went to I'm secure. And this is what reminded me of Dr. Morgan and her teaching. So I wrote, I'm secure. I'm secure even when uh, he casually mentions another woman's name. I don't know. You know, I used to have issues with jealousy. Oh, we all have our things, yeah. <laughs> I don't assume. We communicate consistently. We know each other's flaws. We know each other's strengths and weaknesses. I pause and think before I react and respond. We're peaceful. We have fun. We're mature. We spend and and, and invest wisely. That's so funny because that's the conversation we're having now with each other. Um, as a secure woman, 
As a secure woman, I speak up when something bothers me. I have no control over how someone responds. I only have control over my words. As a secure woman, I set firm boundaries and stick to them. I honor myself. I speak my wants, needs, and desires. I have standards. As a secure woman, I am assertive and I trust myself. I trust myself. I love myself. And I put a heart by it. So that was some of my journal entry from 2021. <laughs> and then a month beautiful. later, I met my, my partner who I'm like very, you know, like we're, we're, we're really good with each other. Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for your teachings. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, something kind of fun about you and I is we both met our current partners around the same time. So we, mm-hmm. I feel like our anniversary, mine's like May 3rd. Ours is May 2nd. And May 2nd. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. Um, thank you for sharing that. I think anybody listening is like, yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That there's so many good points that you shared about. That's how you want your secure relationship to be. To be. And and again, this I wrote this as a single woman, right? I did not have him in mind, didn't even meet him until a month later. Um, I I wasn't in a relationship or anything. Cause the thing is, people always want a relationship, they want to get married, and they want their partner to be all these things and list all these things that they want from their partner. However, it's like, well, how are you going to show up in this relationship? And how are you preparing for said partner? Right? Like if I came with all the communication issues I had in the past, no way in hell I'd be with the person that I am with today. Cause he's very direct. And because of his directness, I'm able to be more direct and assertive. And we just calmly talk about anything that bothers us. But if I had communication issues and he's direct, he'll be like, I can't talk to this girl. I can't talk to this woman. She's not opening up to me, you know? But I became, again, vulnerable and open with myself first. I'm in here journaling about a future person that I don't even know about. I'm being that open with myself first so that I, I can be open with another person. And and now I am. It's beautiful. And I think it does take real vulnerability to, to be open and honest about what you desire and what you want. Mm-hmm. I think in our culture now, especially so many women are much more focused on career and I'm Miss Independent and I don't need anybody. And yeah, um, even for men too, I think it's it's so vulnerable to be honest about desiring a committed, close, healthy relationship, right? So mm-hmm. I I love that you talk about getting to know you first and connecting to yourself first, creating that safety with yourself, and then allowing yourself to be vulnerable about what you really want. And then obviously bringing it into your life. So yes, beautiful. Yeah. It's manifesting, girl. Manifesting. Yes. It's real. It works. <laughs> I love that it's it's manifesting and doing the work. You and I both believe that. It's not just like affirmations, write it out. It's going to happen. You talk yeah. so much about accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Do the work. Learn how to communicate. That's exactly how I am too. Yeah, that's important because I can say the affirmations all day. But if I don't believe it myself and I'm not doing the work and showing up as this secure person, then 
I'm probably not going to attract that person because it, because I'm not really doing the work. I'm not really believing it myself, but I like believe it. And so I can attract it. But like yes. you said, it's about doing that inner work first, that inner work, not the outer work. Go get your, your manny's patties. I'm getting one today. Okay. Go to the spa, do all that. That's great self-care as well. Your long baths and stuff, girl, I see you, but we also need to do that inner work. That's the real self-care. And that's where you'll really like get on that right vibration and, and the right energy to attract what you want. It's all about energy. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I love Oprah. I listen to Oprah a lot. And she always has this saying of pray and move your feet. Yeah. I mean, it's just like <laughs> in the Bible, like faith without works is dead. Like you have faith, you can pray, you can say what you want all the time. But if you're not working for it, faith without works, <laughs> without moving your feet, mm-hmm. without doing that inner work, what, you're not... You're not yeah. attracting, you're not attracting it, what it is that you're saying. You're just, you're just talking. You just read uh, a meme on Instagram or saw someone on TikTok say, Hey, say I'm a lucky girl. Everything happens for me. And you're just doing that and thinking everything is about to show up for you. No. What are you doing to yeah. be that lucky girl? You attract yeah. who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. I love that we, you know, we've talked about you attracting your great relationship. And I wanted to just ask you some of the things people should look for. Because as you and I've said, people talk about red flags and yellow flags. But let's talk about some green flags. What are some of the things that you will notice when you know that you're in a really healthy relationship? Mm, even in the beginning, this could start um, when they respect your boundaries. There have been times where I would um, set a boundary with someone or say, hey, I'm not available to go out. And they're like being persistent about it anyway and want to go out anyway. And like just just not being flexible. And so that could be a red flag. And You might think it's cute and fun, like, dang, he really want to hang with me. But then in a few months, <laughs> you're trying to go out with your friends and he's like, no, but I want you to go out. Now he's starting to isolate you and it becomes a bigger problem. So you have to really watch that in the beginning. And um, that is one of the things in the beginning of mine, I was unavailable one day. I mentioned that and he's like, okay, well, what about this day and this, and this time? Okay, great. And that worked out, right? Like give a solution like, hey, this day doesn't work for me, but what about, what about Thursday doesn't work? What about Friday? Right? So it's not a complete rejection and no, but you're still given an option. You're still setting your boundary. Like I'm not available for you, but I can be available on this day. So setting boundaries early on is important and watching out for that. Consistency is a big one. People, I don't know what it is. People like emotional roller coasters. I always say, I don't like emotional roller coasters. Like we like getting on real roller coasters. Okay. You can find us at an amusement park. We're having fun together, but People want to feel this spark and this excitement all of the time and feel like it's it gets boring if it's predictable or something. And it's like consistency could be predictability. And that is okay. Like you want someone who follows up and who says, hey, I'm going to call. And they call when they say they are. Or if they can't, they'll let you know why or, you know, let you know they won't be able to call at that time or something. Or someone who's consistent, even with their emotions. Not consistently just showing up, taking you out on dates. That's cool. But how are they consistent with their emotions when they're upset, when they're happy? 
Like how are, watch the emotional intelligence. You can see it really early on with people. How are they in conversation? I had someone in the past who always just wanted to debate me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if we get in a real argument about something in a relationship, all hell is going to break loose <laughs> because mm-hmm. they just want to debate just naturally anyway. So watch the consistency, watch the boundaries and watch like if they notice those small things about you, right? Like you say, oh, I have a test next week. And they say, hey, good luck on that test on the day of. And like that shows that they're really paying attention to you and they really uh, believe in you. They support you, right? So watch all of those things. Those are those are some green flags that comes from um, that I immediately think of. But there are some big ones, especially with the boundaries. I love that last one so much because I think about genuine curiosity of wanting to get to know the person. And then from attachment theory lens, it's this idea of attunement, like someone Mm -hmm. that's actually attuned to you and they hear you and they want to try to help meet your needs. That, I mean, that's how we create secure attachment. It's so important. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, it's a lot of green flags. You, you know what I did when I first wanted to attract like a healthy relationship? We go to YouTube and Google for everything. I literally Googled what makes a healthy relationship. <laughs> and I saw the things I'm like, yeah, this sounds good. This is what I want. Right. And like, it's as easy as that. Instead yeah. of being thinking like, oh, I've been conditioned to think this or I see this on a TV or hear this on a radio. This is what I want. Like, no, what literally makes a good, from the experts, what makes a good, healthy relationship? Oh, how can I model that? Oh, how can I see that early on in the beginning? And then I always say too, like, watch yourself in the beginning. Watch, pay attention to how you feel on a first date. With my um, first date with my partner, date was supposed to be two hours long. We had a picnic date and it was supposed to be two hours. That's the amount of money that was in a meter. Having a great time. It ended up being a six hour date. We're just out on a lawn, just talking, having a grand old time, just talking, getting to know each other. But I paid attention to how I felt. First of all, I was present. Mm-hmm. I felt good. I felt at ease. I felt comfortable. It wasn't any anxiousness. It felt like I could just talk to this person like forever, right? And you really have to pay attention to that early, early on. If you're just feeling anxious and like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to say next. Then, oh my gosh, like, you know, I just feel like I could be my true self and there was no judgment, but also there was no expectation. On a first date, I didn't, I wasn't like this about to be my man, about to be my husband, none of that. No expectation, mm-hmm. just I'm going to be present and I'm just going to have a good time today. I don't know what's going to happen after this. And it, and it ended up being, here we are. <laughs> here we are, about to get married. <laughs> but um, definitely like pay attention to how you feel, pay attention to your own boundaries, make sure you uphold those for yourself. And with the person that you are going out on a date with, like watch all of that within the first few months of dating. And then I also don't take this might, I don't know. I don't take relationships seriously too much till after six months in because I'm the type I need to see consistency. A lot of people, they have, they know that people work within that three month, 90 day period. They might know that they're on trial. They will show their true self after about three months. So like between three to six months, things could, you know, you, you might have different disagreements and stuff, but by six months, if they're still being consistent, like it literally took me a long time. I used to say, he'll say, we're going to do something or whatever. And I'm like, mm, we'll see. I'm a, I was a, we'll see girl through and through. 
I, I need to see. We'll see. And that's another thing. Watch their actions. Watch their actions. Yeah. Make sure it's lining up with their words. Integrity. I can go on all day, girl. <laughs> but, integrity. Integrity. Yes. Does do their actions line up with their words. And you know, I talk about this a lot too, of being the love scientist and gathering mm. the data. Yeah. So it, it aligns with that. And you're absolutely right that a lot of people want to get all the info within a two week period or a one week period or mm-hmm. after a couple of dates. And you just can't, you just don't right. have enough evidence. You don't know how do they handle it? If they go through a tough time at work, mm-hmm. how do they handle a really difficult argument between the two of you? Yep. Um, how do they handle the really good things? How do they celebrate you? Like you, you need that time to gather the data on who they are. So I, I love that you talk about three to six months. Yeah. Um, you really, you do need time. Yeah, you do need time because everything could be all good those first few months. And when things get real, that's why there's a lot of love bombing and people, some people actually like the love bombing stage. They're like, oh, I like the first few months and then I'm okay with going on to the next person. They just like that high. What if though? What if you could be on that high like almost all the time with that person, but you need to see that consistency. Maybe you need to, go through a challenge and work through that challenge with them and get back on that high, like communicate Mm -hmm. how you felt in the beginning and what you liked, what they did and see if they will go and say, okay, yeah, you're right. You know, we were dating a lot more. Let's continue to go out on these dates. Or if you're just going to let it go and move on to the next person, you're just always going to have this high for the first few months and go to the next one. Yeah, such a good point. There's different stages of relationship development. And usually about that three month mark, people aren't good at the individuation stage where both people are connecting back to themselves as individuals. And then Mm -hmm. that's usually when people break up. But, um, you know, you, you were saying something that made me think about how a lot of people And I I feel like we could just be open and honest, but a lot of people will think about how good a relationship is and they'll think about how good the physical connection is, like how good Mm -hmm. the sex is. Right. And Mm -hmm. that is important. (laughs) And, and, and I would say how you navigate conflicts and Mm -hmm. how you navigate disagreements, even more important than the physical intimacy girl it's it's so important um and it's so sexy like when you are able to communicate something that bothered you or your needs and feelings with someone and they're able to reciprocate and they're able to really listen hear you like okay I hear you or I understand and then they're able to share maybe what's bothered them I think it's important for us to give our partners some space um you know, for them to be able to unpack things with us and be emotional and vulnerable with us. Like men are very vulnerable, like just have to be there and show up and they have to trust you and feel safe with you too. It's not just all about the women feeling safe and secure Mm -hmm. all the time. The men have to feel that way too. It's so, so important. So conflict resolution is a big thing. And that's something I learned in my relationship now, like in the past, I could be with someone and we just sweep things under the rug, keep it moving, act like nothing ever happened, but nothing was ever resolved either. So in this relationship, he's always like, okay, you know, 
this is the issue. So how are we going to resolve it? What's the solution? And at first I'm like, girl, you should hear my thoughts sometime where we're in a disagreement. I'm like, this man is really communicating with me. What? <laughs> he is so emotionally intelligent. That's one of the best things I like is his emotional intelligence. But I'm like, I would look to the side, like, is he seriously talking to me? Okay. Like we're really talking, get into the nitty gritty so that things won't escalate, right? Or things won't get bigger than what they are. Like we're going to take care of this small issue so it doesn't grow. But the conflict resolution is so important because then when you do have good sex too, like that could be the cherry on top. Okay. It just makes it so much better because you're like, I feel good and healthy with this person just because, and then I get this too. Yes. A (laughs) hundred percent. Emotional safety is so important. Yeah. And obviously physical intimacy. And I, And I think that when you have that emotional safety and you can navigate through those tough times, the physical connection gets even better. It gets so much better. Yeah. 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 Well, I love this. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, if all you have is the the physical intimacy and that connection, then some people and sometimes you might pick a fight just so you can have that makeup sex and that intense passion Mm -hmm. again. So it's important to create a space for that that passion outside of the bedroom, right? Like what can you do to be more intimate with your partner? Yeah, figure figure that yes. out. Absolutely, because mm-hmm. the physical connection is not going to be enough to sustain right. secure attachment for a long period of time. And that's what we all want. We want that long-term partnership. So. Yes, definitely. Well, I could talk to you forever. I know, um, I know. but I just want to congratulate you on everything, all the work that you've been doing, the way that you're helping people with your coaching now that you're offering, um, your podcast, your book, like you have just been doing so much and it's amazing to see. Um, Thank you. And obviously your engagement too. That's just so fun. It's a (laughs) a big, big celebration. So I know I'm cheering you on, of course. And um, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Okay. I'm on all the social platforms. You can reach out to me at I am Ashley Caprice. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, most active on Instagram and TikTok, but also at Go Girl Movement. And that's where I'll post more of my clips from my own podcast, from uh, some different quotes, uh, different thoughts, different silly TikToks. But that's at Go Girl Movement on Instagram and in my website. So if you'd like to work together, since I am a relationship coach now, I'm helping women find um, to ha- attract healthier relationships with themselves and others. Like that's my mission. You can go to gogirlmovement.org. All the information is there. Let's sign up. Let's work together. Um, but I'm excited. Yeah, I have my podcast. I'm at like episode 145, which is fun and exciting. So um been doing this and I'm excited to continue working. So go girl to all the ladies listening. And I would love it if we could connect. Be sure to find me on social media or my website. And I, I love it, Ashley. I think Go Girl is so fitting for you because you are such a hype girl. You are such a bright light. Like you just have such a way of lifting other people up. So Aww. what a what a fitting brand name for you. It's so good. That makes me feel so good. Thank you. And it, it wasn't me. Oh, God. Like literally, I, mm-hmm. I got to 
word, like when I was 20 years old, go girl, go girl. It was just a little whisper. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything with it till 13 years later, 13 years later. Wow. It was getting louder and louder in my spirit. Go girl, go girl, go girl. And I finally start talking to people like, I'm, I think I'm supposed to do something with like a go girl. And, you know, friends and family like, okay, like they didn't know either. And then podcasts became a big thing and it was going to be called something else at first. And then I'm like, wait, no, go girl. And here we are. It just, just, just started <laughs> and That's just beautiful. build building. And yeah, well, just trusting so- myself. It's so in alignment with who you are and I'm lucky to also have met you in person. So I know that she is who she is online. That's not always the case, but Ashley totally is just such a bright light and I'm honored to have you as a friend. So thank thank you for coming on. Of course, anytime. (laughs) It was so much fun. (laughs) Yes. I think it was a great conversation. I know it's going to help people. I do have one last question for you. I always ask, um, if you were walking down the street, someone random stops you and they ask you for your best life advice of the moment. It doesn't have to be like of all time, but currently somebody asks you that, what would you say? Mm, I would just say, just know whatever it is that you are enough. Like you are enough. You are enough with or without the person. You are enough for that job that you're applying for, you know, you are enough in life. You are enough no matter what anyone else says about you, like who you are, your essence, your being, your true self, you are enough and you are valuable and you are worthy Mm. for all your life's desires. Believe for all your life's desires. And that that one I I felt that when I closed my eyes and everything, (laughs) all of life's desires. Amen. You are you you are enough. And you are worthy. There's nothing else more important. Thank you for leaving us with that really powerful word. I appreciate it. Um, and make sure you go follow Ashley if you're not. So go go find her. It's at I am Ashley Caprice. And then also Go Girl Movement. She has great content. And once again, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, Dr. Morgan. And of course, we're wishing you all high self-worth and great relationships. Until next time. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram Facebook and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.